0: All right, welcome to the Squirt to Stab podcast with Tony and Pat. And of course, I'm coming to you from my basement.
1: Hey, Tony, how you doing, buddy?
0: I'm doing great. Doing Good seeing you. Yeah.
1: Every time I see you on here, on Skype, and our the way we do this, I always feel sorry for everyone else who doesn't get an opportunity to see you. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I have to say, man, your beard, is kind of a good look for you, man. I don't know, if your beard got better over the years or what,
0: but it's a <laughs> yep. pretty good look. And my wife hates it, so. Really? Yeah.
1: You know what, man, that's not a bad thing, because my wife does not want me to shave, and I feel like it's because I don't think she wants to see my real face. Really? Yeah, I think if I could grow my beard up over my forehead, she would be all about it.
0: So she likes kissing you and making out with you and with your bearded face? She likes the the thought of the beard, the way
1: it looks, but then my mustache has to be perfect on my beard because then she's like, oh, you're you're sticking me. You're like I'm hitting, my, it scratches her. I'm like, I don't know what to do. Like, I can't, I don't like it getting too long because it gets in my mouth. My mustache. I don't want to, and if it's too short, that's when it pokes her because it protrudes outward so i'm thinking about doing like some kind of one of those sam elliott mustaches where i just grow it real long so i can just like comb it like get the little twirls on the side and then just get it out
2: yeah i
1: wish i could do that i think that takes us that takes a special kind of man to be able to do that
0: yeah i can't do that so, uh, I want to let our listeners know they can email us at squirt2stab at gmail.com. Um, please, uh, you know, hit us up. Um, we have a pretty cool guest today, in my opinion. Yes. Someone we do. who knows about aliens which is always awesome.
2: Yes. We have someone from
1: the Alien Resistance Group who will be, um, joining the show later.
0: Yeah. Um, also, if you do plan to do reviews, now I'm talking to the audience, you could actually give a little audio clip, that would be awesome, that we can play on the show, make things a little bit more interesting. Um, yeah. Also, so, yeah, again, squirt to stab at com, And also, we can go to the website, uh, squirt Even though There's, there's really not much, there. much to
1: see there. We, uh,
0: Maybe someday. Not
1: really much to see there on on that that page it says home and then it says episodes
0: yeah maybe click
1: on home nothing happens it just you're already there
0: (laughs) maybe uh you know uh we have three days off coming up over thanksgiving holiday maybe you can do something there so
2: yeah hey that'd be cool so are you gonna ask the loaded question or what what loaded question you know ask me about giving an update on the social media
0: Oh, that question! Oh, I figured you didn't do anything yet. So, <laughs> have you done well, anything? The audience
1: doesn't know that, Tony. Oh,
0: sorry. Well, yeah, no. well, by by, two thousand twenty-one, Pat will have uh, some social media up, and uh, then I'll be link it all Careful, Tony, to the... don't, my,
1: my dad always said, don't overpromise, over <laughs> overdeliver. Yeah.
0: Well, can you at least get maybe a Facebook up and maybe a parlor or something? I don't know. Whatever the kids oh. are using these days.
1: Parlor. I don't even. Yeah, maybe you know what? Let's get your kid on this. He'd probably make it awesome.
0: He wants to be on it.
1: Yeah, yeah. He'd be good. He's funny, man. I think. I think he's hilarious.
0: Yeah, he is a funny little dude. Very creative. Just, um. Yeah, we'll see. So, yeah. um, you were telling me about uh, a Wipeout contestant. Oh, dude! Out. So the
1: show Wipeout. So they're getting a reboot on TBS. Uh, They were originally aired on ABC from 2018 to 2014. I have to tell you, I like the show. Um, so apparently they're filming and TMZ is reporting as of Friday that a contestant after finishing the obstacle course
2: died. Apparently they were having chest pain and they immediately
1: decided to start, um, medical attention, they're supposed to have, I guess, people, like, sit precautions and safeguards in place on set. Uh, every, you know, because beforehand, the Wipeout contestants undergo medical examination before they participate. Uh, they also have two paramedics on site, plus a safety producer and a paramedic coordinator. So, apparently, after they did it, basically, they went right to the defibrillator. And, apparently, they... Get hurried up to get him to the hospital, and the guy or the person died. I don't think they're saying anything about if it was, uh, they said he later died, so I guess it's a, a male. Um, so yeah, I, I, I wondered when that was going to happen. Sometimes on these shows, these people take some pretty good hits, man.
0: Yeah, see, I thought it was like uh, something where like they were bouncing on the big balls and cracked their neck or something, but this actually happened. After you already competed, yeah. Uh,
1: So I wonder if they're gonna televise this.
0: Well, that's that sucks, man.
1: I'd probably be terrible. Like, I mean, if it were me, I'd say my last words were, "Make sure this is on TV," Ah!" and
0: then (laughs) just like, that's it. Yeah. You want to be avenged, me? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. One day on a more adult shows. We'll talk about how one of your uh, scenes was Avenge Me, if you know what I'm talking about.
1: Avenge Me? <laughs> we'll, talk
0: about re- we'll talk about it. We'll talk about I don't know if you remember, but we'll talk about it on a different show.
1: There's, uh, I don't know why. I've, I'm feeling a very funny feeling of laughter, but I don't know what exactly yeah. it was from. But yeah, I look forward to talking yeah. about it.
2: All right, yeah, so, so the
1: Wipeout guy dies. Um Dude. So, you remember, when I was in the military, I was at Peterson Air Force Base, and you came out there with me, right? Yeah. You, we went to Garden of the God. Do you remember that?
0: Garden of the God? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. The
1: rock formation it was yeah. really cool. They have a lot of cool parks in Colorado.
0: Yeah, that, that was a Love very awesome. I have pictures of that, yeah.
1: Yeah, Colorado, and they're very depressing to see, dude, because we're both, like, not the way we look no, I know, I'm
0: like <laughs> I'm, like, in total shape.
1: Well, I that can't speak for magnet. myself.
0: They have my long hair.
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, but they had really cool parks. Well, dude, get this. So in Colorado Springs, which we were in, they have a 300, they have a, a restroom in one of these parks that cost them $301,000 to build. I, I, there's what? a picture here. It's not, it's, it's not even the size of a shack. It was a man, a men and women, and I think a family restroom in like one like a little shack right and apparently everything in there is like state-of-the-art modern you don't touch anything um it, it started getting popularity from a a tiktok viral video from a tiktoker named yeti tears he featured it in a video and it drew millions of views and like the, the, the he showed that the door was open with the push of a button it slides like they say slides uh, like something out of Star Wars. Uh, and there's a display of how many people use the restroom. It was like 800 people had used the facilities in two weeks. And they're saying it was state of the art. So. Does it wipe
0: your ass for you? I mean.
1: I don't know, man. Well, for as much as this costs, it better be something. I don't know. Uh, but it cost them $301,000. So get this, there is a. There is a, uh, some sort of competition. Uh, I, don't know, I, don't, I don't know. if it's, it's not an award show on TV. I know that. But it's America's
2: Best Restroom Contest. And this restroom won. Now, well, you I would hope. My question is, if I lived in the city
1: of Colorado Springs or in the state of Colorado, I'm not sure who funded this. I have one restroom for $300,000. I'd be asking questions. Apparently, what they're saying in the long run, it's going to save them money.
2: Right.
1: So it's a $300,000 <laughs> $300, public bathroom. It's self cleans, and it features automatic toilet paper dispensers. And it, there's some kind of notification that allows them to know when they're running low
2: on certain resources, I guess, paper towels, toilet paper. But it's self cleans. Can I get that from my house where
0: it self cleans? Yeah. Especially after uh some uh, hot wings and French onion dip.
2: Yeah. You're gonna need more than three
1: hundred thousand dollars to make that bathroom.
0: <laughs> if I That'd was be, a billionaire you know, like, like money is no object.
1: I'm not <laughs> I'm not sure how many toilet seats I've dislocated in my yeah. life, but I don't think I could live with myself if I broke that bathroom. Yeah. Oh. A tear, I, my dude, would ask me what's wrong I'd be better, crying.
0: Better that bathroom than one of your friends
1: No, I'd rather break my friend's bathroom than a $300,000 no. bathroom
0: Oh, no, dude Like at Eric's house I once like totally ass blasted and he wrote a whole song about how I exploited his toilet <laughs> That's hilarious like, He doesn't even write toi- songs <laughs> I got one toilet, please don't exploit it <laughs> His wife was like, you're cleaning that up, I'm not.
1: <laughs> that's, what, that's what Brandy told you? No,
0: that's what Brandy told him. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> that was way back but, in the day.
1: Oh,
2: man.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's something people don't want to discuss. I mean, I have a whole science behind, like, the fart and rules. That'll be another show. I yeah. mean, I would like to get really in-depth. I'll be my own guest on our show. About the, about, I'm a, I'm a certified fartologist. Let's just put it that
2: way. That job must stink. But I'm Ah! (laughs) 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 Oh, that's a real shitty job. (laughs) Good one, man.
1: Good one. Well, sweet. So, so I'm thinking since we have a very interesting guest.
0: Yeah, let's get going with the guest alien stuff let's get going with the guest alien stuff yeah all
1: right man let's um, get it let's get it dialed in
0: i want to become a a, a believer um in aliens uh-huh. so it may, would make life more interesting
2: okay well i mean we had we had
1: had another guest a few shows ago dr ari who i believe we he he did admit that it was not his real name um which he had said he had been a Was going to be was a professor at Oxford was discussing a lot of things. Now, now Tony, I know you have questions. You say that you want to believe some of the things about extraterrestrials. Now, I I believe our guest is going to shed light on more or less not our the guest we had before talked about the Grays. He talked about the saurians. He talked about what they did. Now we're going to get them. We had a lot of questions about what their motive was, but we didn't get answers. So our guest today is going to shed some light on some of their motives or their motives. Uh, and I'm not too sure, uh, really what to be in store for here, but I do have Mark here with us. Uh, he is from the alien resistance group. Uh, hello, Mark, welcome to the show.
3: Hi Pat. Good, good morning.
1: Good morning. So, uh, yeah, so Mark, we'll, we'll just get right into it. Um, Uh, So let's just start off with uh, it. I I met you as you are a member of the Alien Resistance Group. Um, Can you explain what the Alien Resistance Group is and what its purpose is?
3: Yeah, sure. I'd be happy to. Uh, The Alien Resistance Group is uh, just a group of people who are very concerned about human freedom and human sovereignty uh, being negatively affected by the presence and the intervention of extraterrestrial aliens on our planet. And we seek to simply uh, defend our boundaries and defend our borders to space against intruders who are in our home uh, surreptitiously and without our permission.
2: Okay, so with, with that explanation, is there anything, any sort of evidence or any,
1: any known agenda Uh, that anyone knows that would make them think that there is a threat?
3: Well, absolutely. Uh, Millions of people have been negatively affected uh, by this extraterrestrial alien intervention. And one of them, um, I was able to do a video interview with uh, this summer uh, in Europe. This is a European woman. And her story is, is extraordinary because... She has been taken. She has been abducted
2: regularly throughout her life since she was three years old. Yeah. Um, tell us, I know you were
1: telling me, and also this is, this is you're speaking of Rachel, correct?
2: Yes, yes.
1: And, and again, uh, just to let the audience know, you do have a documentary coming out that will be released on your website, uh, Alien Resistance dot group
3: yeah correct yeah so it's titled Rachel's alien abduction and she has had so many negative experiences um, with alien abductions her body has been used uh, for reproductive purposes Um, a large part of the alien agenda is to create alien human hybrids who will physically Look like us, sound like us, walk like us, but have an internal allegiance to the invaders, to this alien invasion. For the purposes of taking over this planet in a secret way, taking over this planet without ever firing a shot. Okay,
1: now this is all information, is this all based off what she found out with her experiences, or is this a collaboration from others that were able to help piece this together?
3: Yeah, so this information is primarily coming from Rachel herself because she has been, um, she has been tampered with. She has been taken. She has had alien um, fetuses implanted into her, then taken away from her before the full term, Uh, She has been shown these children on alien ships, um, and she continues to be interfered in this way, and she speaks directly from her own experiences, and she was also able to understand this greater agenda, this greater planetary agenda, um, through a book called The Allies of Humanity Briefings. And these briefings come from a group of extraterrestrials who are observing the intervention in our world, and they are sending their advice and their wisdom to us in order to be aware of what's really going on amongst all the confusion, amongst all the entertainment that we are given um, as a native species of this planet. We are not aware of what's going on beyond our solar system.
1: So this the Ali- the Allies of Humanity Briefings is actually a a publication or a book that extraterrestrials have created
3: this is, exactly this is a, a book that was delivered uh, to us and this is a group of extraterrestrials who want humanity and want the earth to remain a free planet because they themselves are free planets they themselves had to resist intervention from other alien races themselves and they had to fight off this invasion in order to remain free. And they see great promise in us. However, we are, we're just completely um, ignorant. We're naive about life in the universe. And this is not really a knock on us because we have no way of knowing what is going on beyond our world, beyond our solar system. Um, We have been led to believe that alien contact is exciting. Um, It could be romantic. It could give us technology. <clears throat> these aliens perhaps could give us peace or wisdom. We've been given so many stories that are essentially um, designed to pacify us and to accept the alien presence
2: that's been growing in our world ever since World War II.
1: Now, so, so obviously there are good, good uh, ETs out there,
3: is what you're saying. Absolutely. And a good way to look at it is that there's, just like here on Earth, there's good people, and there's bad people, and there's people that want to help you, and there's people that want to take advantage of you. So we're like, we're like the small child who has grown up on a remote farm all its life, and all it knows is the countryside around the farm, and then one day we're taken into the big city, and we have no idea of the the multitude of influences and forces that are operating inside this big city, we have no experience. And now this city is starting to descend upon the farm of this child, and that's what's happening to us as a species, as a planet, is that this larger community of extraterrestrial life is now very interested in this planet and wants to preserve the resources of this planet, not for us, but for themselves, and we are part of that resource. They don't want to kill us. They want to use us.
2: So when you
1: said this, this uh, the Allies of Humanity briefings, this book, is basically a blueprint of what we need to do in order to basically survive and win and it, not be conquered.
3: It really is. And they're not, they're made it very clear that they are not going to come and save us. We have to do this for ourselves. They're sending their perspective and their wisdom about how to identify and resist this very subtle and secret alien invasion. And Rachel's story is an an amazing tale of what happens when these people can do, when these aliens can do whatever they want to individuals here on Earth. And this hybridization program seems to have been going on for decades now. At least in Rachel's life, it's been going on for 27, 28 years, where she has been groomed and she's been educated um, and taught how to interact with aliens, and she is actually, um, against her will, been used to produce these alien uh, uh, human hybrids that are walking amongst us right now.
1: Now, have they entered? When she, what, has this been v- vague detail on her experiences or? Did she know from an early age that she was being groomed? Did they introduce themselves and let her know what was
3: going on? Uh, it's a good question, but you know, she was first time she was taken. She was three years old, mm-hmm. so anything that has happened to you when you're three years old, you're really not sure of what's going on. And of course, as a three year old, you're it's easy to manipulate a three year old. So they don't they didn't tell her exactly what their agenda was. But they, what they do is they, they befriend you. And um, it seems to be that Rachel has had a relationship with a number of aliens for most of her life. And they're friendly to her because like any captor, you want to make your cap D um, uh, pacified. You want to make them compliant. And that's what they have done to Rachel is they have been her friend and they've made her compliant. Um, they want her to trust them, even though it's not deserved. Um, and she speaks about these relationships. She has a handler that she recognizes over many years.
1: Now, how has anyone, whether it's been her family or anyone close to her since she was younger, uh, have they been trying to help her? Have they been avoiding the truth about what's happening to her and calling it something else? What are some of the challenges she's had? what kind of help has she, had, had she been receiving since early on?
3: Yeah, another good question. Um, uh, Rachel has indicated and other abductees have indicated that this phenomenon is generational and it runs through the family lineage. Um, she has tried to um, talk about this with her family, and they, they, they seem to be in denial about it. So she hasn't had any support, any direct support from her family on this issue, and, and she doesn't really talk about it. Um, however, um, she does have a partner now who does believe her very
2: much and does support her. Well, that's good to hear. So has that anybody witnessed this with her knowingly
1: or, or have come out saying they've seen how it works, or is it more something that happened? in a in a like kind of like in a fourth dimension or something to where it'd be invisible you know not to reference movies because that's probably what we're trying to avoid here yeah Uh, the movie arrival where they create a device and she goes in through a black hole and she's able to see her father goes through different parts of space and uh, basically, the scientist, when she comes back, she'd been gone for hours, and they say, no, you, if this, you were, the machine failed, and you literally never went anywhere.
3: Yeah, yeah. these, these abductions, according to Rachel, seem to happen almost entirely at night uh, during the sleep time. So as everyone knows, when you're asleep, you're quite vulnerable, and it seems to be that that is when they take her and... She can't resist even though she tries. They've tried a number of things, and the documentary um, goes into, into some of their tactics about how to resist the intervention. Um, they have also tried to set up um, you know, spy cameras, uh, trying to catch some actual you know, physical evidence for skeptics to really really believe her. Uh, those cameras are disabled, and they're not able to get any, you know, any hard evidence of this. Um, so the, the aliens, they do have superior technology, and part of the technology is disabling our consciousness, um, you know, erasing memories. Um, and then this is part of the challenge, is that we are at a disadvantage in terms of technology here.
2: Yeah.
1: What was it, how long ago was it when she approached you, or how did, how did the alien resistance group come in contact with Rachel?
3: Yeah, that's a good question. Um, there's, uh, there's, a, there's a group of people who study a meditation book called Steps to Knowledge, and um, there was a, a number of these people have had experiences with the alien intervention, and someone had the idea to start gathering testimonies of people who have had uh, negative experiences amongst this study group uh, of meditators who who have studied the steps to knowledge. Um, and that's how it started. And uh, Rachel came forward and uh, I'm an American and I was able to travel to Europe um, to meet her and to, re- to record this testimony along with testimonies with, uh, with other people. And so Rachel's will be the first testimony uh, and documentary to go up on alienresistance.group, the website.
1: Right, and since we're on that, um, again, to remind everyone, uh, they can go to alienresistance.group. Uh, there's more than the story, it looks like, than uh, uh, with Rachel's alien abduction. There are other links to blogs. There's other videos, other testimonies. Uh, you, I also see that you have a, you guys have more like a principality. You have your mission statement on here. The talks kind of go, goes through what needs to happen in order to resist. Correct. The, the uh, infiltration of the alien. Um, it looks like there's a lot of awareness. Um, it, which brings me to this. It looks like the, one, the first thing in the mission, it talks about educating people, making them aware. What kind of, I could only imagine, I mean, just how many skeptics, obviously, there are. I've talked to a lot of uh, people who you think are intelligent people. Uh, you know, a lot of intelligent people, some who believe there is something out there. Uh, then there are some intelligent people who believe that there isn't anything else out there. What, what? How hard is it going to be to spread awareness when you have the skeptics? And you know, you think of something like you want to put this maybe in school even to let people know. Oh what, yeah. What are some of the what are what do those obstacles look like? What are some things that are being done where you know you can basically let somebody know something without. You're making them mad, I guess you wanna you know say.
2: Oh, it's a great question, Pat, and I love
3: the, uh, the image of teaching this to school children one day, that's exactly what we need. Um, and I think the challenge is exactly the challenge that the native peoples in South America, the native peoples in North America faced when they were presented with the disturbing facts that there are other beings here coming into our sphere of influence, coming into our known world, how do we deal with these strange beings who we don't understand, who don't look like us, who have greater technology? This is the same challenge of the Native peoples throughout history, and it is a scary, um, it's a scary thing to consider, no matter how intelligent you are, to recognize that there are beings coming from other solar systems coming from light years away with vastly superior technology is not a comforting thought, particularly when we are warlike people um, who have a long history of warfare, tribal animosities, the first thing we think of is we're going to be annihilated. So I think just as an emotional defense mechanism, it's much easier to say aliens don't exist because the truth is difficult to accept.
2: Okay, yeah, good. Uh
1: so here's here's something else. I I it sounds like uh this is it one species that we're I, I'm I'm assuming there's multiple species. So we're already getting a book from um ETs that wanna help us. And then there's another ETs out there who are wanting to infiltrate our earth. It looks sounds like they're trying to be very diplomatic on how they're taking over. Um without I guess, using any kind of violence, it sounds like, that they're just going to come in here, become our government, and then, who knows? uh, I I guess
2: there's a a number of ways, at that point, what they could do. Is there a... I guess, my question is, if they have all the
1: superior technology, Mm
2: -hmm.
1: what's that... Why go through all that, to go Mm -hmm. through generations of creating hybrid, hybrid children, alien hybrids that look like humans, What's stopping them from just coming here, seizing everything, taking complete control? I mean, if they have superior technology, what kind of chance do we even
3: have? Oh, yeah, that's, that's the perfect question, Pat, because, <clears throat> as I said, this is a, quite a daunting reality to accept. Gratefully, we have guidance from the Allies of Humanity. And by the way, the Allies of Humanity book, it's free online. Um, it's allies of humanity.org. It's, there's actually four volumes, uh, four books that are available, and the allies tell us that there are rules of engagement um, in our area of space, in the galaxy. And one of the rules is military conquest is not permitted. You just can't go in and militarily take a planet. That is one of the laws of, you know, of the galaxy in a way. Um, there are other ways to take um, territories, to take planets such as ours, and in this larger community of space, war <clears throat> war is highly discouraged because it's very destructive, and it's very expensive. Resources are scarce actually around the galaxy, so war is very expensive because it wastes resources. But if it can be shown that the native people accept and invite in an alien intervention, then a, a takeover, a subtle takeover, a non-military, non-military takeover is permitted. So the only thing that really is required for us to resist and to defeat any kind of an alien intervention is for enough people to stand up and say no. That's all it really takes. That is difficult, however, given our cultural conditioning, given that we are native peoples and we are ignorant of life in this greater, you know, community of life. It's very difficult for us to understand. Like everyone, we have hopes and have dreams for what alien contact will mean for us. Um, All of us would love to be accepted into some sort of a galactic federation of love and light and peace and our planet would then be turned from a, a place of conflict and competition into one of peace and love. I mean, that's one of the stories that were told by the proponents of the, <clears throat> excuse me, alien intervention. And so we have to develop the discernment to be able to tell friend from foe, just like the small child going into the city being offered candy by a stranger.
2: We have to be able to discern. Who is our friend and who is our foe? But how are we gonna be able to do this
3: in a vast new community, which we are completely unexperienced with? We're like children. And so the allies briefings are here to help educate us. Um, The meditation practice helps us to to develop discernment in the Steps to Knowledge book. And then testimonies from real life human beings very sane human beings like Rachel. Rachel is very well spoken. She is very, she's incredible because she has been such been through such trauma and she's had to go through so much healing to be able to face what has really gone on in her life
2: and still speak in a calm, clear and coherent manner about what has happened to her and it's real. Yeah,
1: just in the brief trailer, it is hard. That's exactly what I was wondering and thinking is i could not imagine going through a half of what she's dealt with especially at such a young age how traumatizing that is and how that's probably developed her her synapses her neurons everything physical about her the way her brain works and and how she's able to even put sentences together i mean much uh you know but there a lot of I'm giving her a lot of clout on that. I mean, that's got to be devastating because she did seem well put together um, and was able to speak. I, I, I don't know. I could have done something like that or dealt with that. Who knows? And that's maybe why I wasn't chosen. <laughs> plus, I plus I, I can't give birth. So I'm not sure if that was part of um, part of it either. But, you know, one of the one of the patterns, one of the things I hear from different groups now Like what we discussed early before the show was, I like that you guys aren't discussing about hey, what do they look like? Hey, do we have a picture? It's more like here's the here's what we're dealing with. We're past all the proof part. Look, it's happening. Here's the agenda, right? Um, and one thing I've heard from others is that when I hear from uh, on from other people claiming alien abduction or had have had that experience. It seems like a lot of them talk about how uh, the ETs are especially interested in our reproductive part of how we are. I've even heard one uh, group discussing how they feel that uh, the Greys or some of the ETs are actually humans in the the far future who are coming back to, to fix what they may have messed up to where they can't even reproduce anymore
2: yeah
1: it is I know that obviously contradicts uh the a lot of the storyline here It seems like, like you more have a, a baseline of you know I'm not sure if there's any theory of quantum physics or or how that will because it seems like a lot of uh people people who study et seem to have um a thought that time isn't a factor that is there a do you have a thought or anything? About that, or is that just something that is completely irrelevant to the cause of the alien resistance?
3: Yeah, you're right, Pat. It's completely irrelevant because we have people suffering like Rachel who are being taken on a regular basis. It doesn't matter if these Grays are our future selves who have come back five thousand years. It doesn't matter if these Grays claim to be our our ancestral parents through DNA. It doesn't matter. We have an intervention right now. We have invaders in our home, in our home planet, taking people, um, implanting fetuses, taking our livestock, um, <clears throat> you know, disrupting life here on Earth for their own agenda. It really just doesn't matter. We have to look at the present and face reality.
2: Now, is it
1: possible that, like, I don't want this to come across as a, a stick, Or anything like that, or shtick—I guess—is what it's called. But like, could I be married to my wife, and could she be an alien, and me just not know it? Are we at that point
3: yet? I don't know your wife.
1: (laughs) No. Well, being that are they are they do do these aliens these hybrids do they even know who they are if they're walking among us? I mean, if they look like us, Mm. let's say they maybe were born from somebody who appears to be a human being, and maybe maybe they all they know is yeah, this is my child, and this was my the man and the, the woman in this relationship made this child is there? Could it be that this child was maybe the father was an alien? maybe maybe it was uh, they did IVF on and put the alien baby in here. They think it's that or maybe they added DNA to the
3: the fetus. I mean yeah. do we know that? Yeah, I don't really know. It's a good question. If you're interested in that subject, I point you to the work of uh, Dr. David Jacobs. And he has done thousands of uh, hypnosis regressions on people. And he focuses on the people who actually help the alien hybrids integrate into our society. And his books, uh, I think the latest one was called Actually Walking Amongst Us. It's very, very eye opening and, and scary. And he goes into voluminous detail of these pure humans who have been coerced into helping these hybrids um, learn how to interact with people, things that we take for granted on a daily basis, like, well, the way we used to shake hands before COVID, um, looking people in the eye when you talk, um, laughing at someone, someone else's joke, even if you don't find the joke funny. You know, these types of socializations don't occur for these hybrids because these hybrids are bred in a sterile environment in a, in a UFO ship um, without any human contact, so they don't have any socialization
2: to be able to come down here.
1: Um, okay. Now, going back to the Allies of Humanity briefings. Yes. Now, this book, who, who delivered this book, and to whom was it given to?
3: Oh, great question, yeah. So, Marshall Van Summers received received all of these briefings. Um. You know he was he was the receiver and he's the one who has published the books and for free uh, online. If you want a hard copy of the book, um, you
2: know you got to go to Amazon or Barnes and Noble and <clears throat> you know pay for it there. But
1: okay, so did, is there a reason why they chose him?
2: Um, I don't know exactly why they chose him. Um. It's a good question. I think
3: he, you know, he was able to stay true to, you know, to their to their briefings and to their message, and he kept it pure and he did not did not alter it in any way. I have heard Marshall speak about this uh, because he was actually he said he was resistant to receiving this message. He had no interest in ETs. He had no interest in aliens. He thought the subject was very controversial. He didn't want to have his name associated with it. It really does him no good. It did him no good to have his name associated with it. So he had a lot of his own internal resistance to get over before he actually uh, gave the briefings to the world.
1: So was it actually given to him in physical form or was it given to him? Because doesn't he speak of hearing like he thought maybe it was a spiritual entity at first talking to him? Like it was I, mental telepathy? That's how they communicate with him? Is that correct?
3: Yeah, apparently the way he describes it was through a. A non-technical channel. So through some sort of a you know, telepathic or spiritual channel that could not be intercepted by aliens. It could not be altered or intercepted. So this was
1: directly meant for him, or did, he, or did he basically basically tap into this message, kind of as if we're sending signals in space? Was this something where he was able to tap in, or was this some, some, an entity or a group actually reaching out to him specifically
3: uh, i believe it was reaching out to him specifically it was not a broadcast uh for thousands of people to potentially pick up on
1: was he able to communicate through like the like through symbols and feeling or was it something where they were actually speaking i guess in maybe in this case the american english american vernacular uh, French, was there a language barrier, or was it just it came to him in his native
3: language? I believe it just came to him in his native language, and Rachel talks about this in the documentary as well, where she can simply hear um, people talking to her, you know, these aliens talking to her, and it's, it comes into, into her native language, and I don't understand how it works, but she can simply hear, hear them talking to her, and talking amongst themselves.
1: Wow, that's fascinating. Uh, So you talked about how you met Rachel. Uh, How do you think her story will help the resistance?
3: Oh, yeah. I think it'll help uh, give encouragement to a lot of other people who feel alone in their alien abduction experience. And I hope that it'll give others the courage to uh, tell their story and to speak out. Uh, that's one of the the great challenges of course of speaking out is the social stigma of being considered a crazy person, someone who wears tinfoil hats, um, you know it, it's really it's really not a, a positive social um, you know designation right now to be an abductee so I hope it, it it'll just encourage people to speak out and as more and more people speak out, this is part of the the no this is part of the us as humanity, you know, generating that single voice to say no, we are not ready for alien contact. Aliens are coming here against our permission. They are coming here under the cover of night. They're taking people, they're taking animals, they're taking plants, um, they're interfering in our, in our world. We, we did not give any permission for this. And these abductees like Rachel, are some of the the forerunners of this movement to say, no, this must stop. We can't let this happen anymore. We are the native peoples of this planet and we're not ready for contact yet. Our destiny is to emerge into this greater community of extraterrestrial life. However, it has to be on our terms. It has to be reciprocal. We just can't let these these aliens come in without our permission and without any, uh, you know, terms of engagement.
1: So it's almost as if our Earth is just a small child that doesn't know better. And until we're we're able to become a a unified world where people aren't expressing themselves with hatred and violence, and that we're all able to coexist, is that the time you, you feel would be the right time we are able to engage with ETs? Is that kind of what you're saying?
3: Yes, I think that's certainly one of the first steps is to have a unified humanity, and I'd like to remind you, and I don't know if you're old enough to remember this, but I believe it was 1986, President Ronald Reagan uh, spoke at the United Nations, I believe it was, and he says, wouldn't it be amazing if humanity were to discover extraterrestrial alien life, all of our conflicts would go away and we would recognize our common interests as humans here on Earth. Something like that, I'm paraphrasing. Right. That's basically what he said, is our perspective and our conflicts here would go away once we understood that we are really
2: on the same boat here, floating through space, and we have, <clears throat> and we have to deal with other life forms in an, in a, in an, in an intelligent and compassionate way
3: for ourselves and for other beings.
2: So in a way,
1: even the aliens that are infiltrating Earth, they're, they're in a
3: way, peaceful. They are self-interested. Um, they are simply acting in their own interests. And uh, many people lo- like to say they're demons or they're evil. And I don't believe that's the proper perspective. They have, they, are, they have come here because the Earth is full of resources, biological resources. So, you know, the universe is, is mostly a barren place. Space is mostly empty. Most planets are barren. They're not like a, this wonderful jewel. It's like a Garden of Eden that we live in, but of course we don't understand this. So these aliens are not coming here because they hate us. They're not coming here because they hate our religion or they hate our skin color they're coming here simply because they want what we have and they need what we have so we're like you know the native tribe down in South America sitting on a gold mine but we don't care about the gold mine because we're just living here in this jungle self-sufficiently you know fighting with our neighbors and going to war every couple of years but we're not aware of the gold mine that's under us and here come the Spaniards who are trying to give us trinkets and beads to make us happy and meanwhile they're going to be Destroying our culture, our unity,
2: our way of life, in order to get to the goldmine. Now, it sounds like to me, you early on, you somewhat mentioned that,
1: I think you were uh, saying something along the lines that basically all we need to tell them is, no, we don't want you here. Is that all it would take for them to leave us alone? Or well, what will all- it take for them yeah. to leave
3: us alone? I mean, if if it's a strong enough voice, Pat, yes, that's really what it takes, because besides the the alien groups that are here competing amongst each other for this planet, and there are several groups here competing for human loyalty, there are other groups who are observing what's going on. And if if we can stand up and resist as a unified voice, then the intervention has to withdraw. And I'd just like to bring up the, the analogy of the American Revolution. You know, in the colonies back in the day, it was only maybe five or 10% of colonists who were actively opposing British rule and said, no, we don't want you know, King George anymore. We want to be independent. We want our own rights. We want our own government. It was a very small percentage of the people. Most people were like, nah, you know, you know the
2: king's okay, you know, we'll pay our taxes. You know, This is how social change happens. See, now, so in a sense, because of how things are screwed up in society today, would you say that
1: society is responsible for Rachel's abduction?
2: Oh, boy, that's a big question, Pat. Um, I wouldn't say
3: society is responsible. Um, I would say the people that take her are responsible. Um, Right. There's no getting, you know, getting off that hook for these aliens. Um, they are clearly responsible for taking her.
1: I mean, would they be here in the first place if we were a unified globe and had a unified voice? Would they have been here in the first place?
3: That's a good question. Uh, that's that's a speculative question. I don't know. I do know though is if we're unified, um, it's much harder for an intervention to use the divide and conquer strategy. Right. That's one of the classic tactics, strategies throughout history here on Earth. You want to enslave a population? Divide and conquer. You want to destroy a country?
2: Divide and conquer.
1: So once they have infiltrated and their plan is to get in here and take control, at that point, how are they going to be absorbing our resources? and What are they going to be doing with our resources? Is it just simply to live here? Or are we going to see a point where when they have control, we're going to see some sort of, Alien technology coming, digging holes in our Earth, sucking out things out of the ground, our water, our air. What, what is that going to look like?
3: That's a good question, Pat. I don't know exactly what that will look like. I do know that they are here for biological resources. Two, they are not going to live here because, because of the biological environment, which is complex and diverse and very, very rich. So. You know, we have bacteria and other microorganisms. We have fungi um, that are constantly a threat to us as human beings. And so, we have a very complex and evolved immune system to be able to live here on this planet. So that's one of the reasons why they need us is because we are adapted to this environment of planet Earth. They, they're not going to live here. They're going to simply take biological resources, which they're already doing. You know, you hear about cattle mutilations. You hear about a cow and all the blood, blood and plasma was sucked out of the, the cow, and all that's left is the carcass, you know? I don't know exactly why they need these things, um, but apparently the biological resources that we have here
2: are very much in demand in the, in the, in the galactic open market.
1: So I keep, I keep going, coming back to the uh, when I think about the unity and, People getting on board just, the, just. I mean, skeptic is such a um, so vague sometimes to say skeptic. I mean, I think sometimes it's not about people not wanting to believe something. It's just so many different things people are. In some cases, that some people are selling to people to believe, right? Mm-hmm. Far from the truth. Everything is in a big illusion, right? So everyone has trouble believing two plus two is four these days. Yeah. So with all the skeptics, everything around my, my, just with your experience, I mean, I imagine that maybe people close to you, maybe family, um, any kind of relationship or partnership you currently have. I mean, how what how what kind of obstacles or what kind of frustrations do you deal with just with the people who are close to you? Whether it's at work, whether it's uh, at home, or you know, close family friends. What what is What are some of your challenges? Is this something you openly discuss? Do you find yourself just seclude, just living in seclusion? How do you deal with it?
3: That's a good question, and thank you for asking about you know my personal condition uh, in dealing with this issue. Um, And I, I, you know, I tend to gravitate towards you know open-minded people, so um, you know I'm able to talk about and suggest uh, you know the existence of aliens, and uh, I'm able to talk about this, and I'm also able to be discreet and know when people are not open to this and particularly my family they're not they're not open to this and i understand that um you know living life is is difficult um and it's gotten more difficult uh, from this covid uh, pandemic it's a challenge just to you know just to live uh to pay the bills um to have a family um you know to live in this world with all the seeming conflict and dangers out there um it's challenging. So I understand why someone would not want to hear this perspective. I totally understand that. Um, and many people who even feel like they are aware and open, they see so many injustices in the world. For instance, child trafficking, destruction of the environment. Um, I mean, there's so many horrible things going on in the world. And, you know, people say to me, well, don't you think we have enough problems here on earth already? You know, we shouldn't, we, We should fix our own problems first. And yes, I agree that we do have our own problems. We do have our own corruption. God knows we have corruption on this planet. However, there's even a greater threat beyond our borders, and that is eventually if we succumb to alien intervention, the corruption, the injustice, the crimes against humanity will be an order of magnitude greater than the corruption and the crimes that humanity
2: does against itself. I see, well, um, it's been great having you here on the on the
1: show, Mark. Uh, wh- when can people see Rachel's alien abduction on alien resistance, uh dot group?
3: Yeah, so the the preview was just uh, the, the trailer was just uh, released yesterday, so people can go there right now to watch the one minute trailer, and then before Christmas, we're going to be releasing the full uh, documentary, which. Uh, goes into Rachel's whole life story. Um, she details her relationships with different um, alien races, um, her, her suffering, the, the hybridization program, fetuses being implanted, her meeting alien children, um, and then also you know, her own struggle uh, and personal experiences
2: and trying to heal from this experience.
0: Okay. Um, and I'll put well, I'll put you, a man. link in our description uh, to your website also. Oh, uh, thank you. <clears throat>
2: well, again, I think there is one other question here, and I, I I had it pulled up.
1: I apologize. Uh, I'd like to make it smooth, and now here we have a little hiccup. Um, <laughs> is there any people out there that talk on um, extraterrestrials that you would say? People should look into, and then are there any that you would say for people to
2: avoid? Mm. Oh, well, I, could,
3: I would give my opinion. Um, I'll, I, I will just mention the people that I, I would read, the books that I would read. So I mentioned Dr. David Jacobs already. Uh, he's a, he was a professor at Temple University in Philadelphia, and he's written several books. I would also read uh, the writing, the books from Carla Turner. Uh, Taken is, is a book that I highly recommend. I believe uh, Carla is, has passed away. Um, other books I would recommend are from Bud Hopkins. Um, and yeah, and then of course, the Allies of Humanity briefings are, are tremendous because they give us a perspective from beyond the world. They give us a, a, an alien perspective of wisdom about what life is like outside our world. So uh, that's what I would I would highly recommend, and uh, yeah, and, and perhaps uh, perhaps maybe in a, in a month or so, maybe uh, maybe Rachel would be interested in in talking when, talking with you guys.
2: Yeah,
1: that would be that would be great. Now, if the, now before we wrap it up, if there was one message to those, and we talked about skeptics, people who do listen, some people who just aren't willing. What is one thing you would say or one message you'd want to get out that you think is important for everyone
3: to hear? Trust your inner voice
2: about aliens. You have the ability to discern and know what is happening with regards to aliens. Very good. Well, Mark, again,
1: thank you so much for sharing. Uh, I know there's so much we could go over. I'm hoping I went over and ask the right questions here, because I know I'll probably go back and go, man, I have so many questions. Um, but again, to our audience, if you go to alienresistance.group. Uh, that's where you can find a lot of the information. Uh, Mark uh, just went over, including the trailer for Rachel Rachel's Alien Abduction, which will be released on alienresistance.group uh, here uh, sometime in the near future. So you don't want to miss that. Mark, thank you very much for joining the show. We really appreciate it. Oh, well,
3: thank you, Pat. I enjoyed it as well. Thank, thank, thank you, you
1: very much. I'm sure we'll be in contact again. Uh thanks again. And uh you enjoy the and, and ha- happy holidays.
2: <laughs> yeah. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy yes. Sunday. Thank All you. Right. Thank you. Bye guys. Goodbye. All right.
0: So that was a lot to take in there. Uh, I hope you guys enjoyed the show. Uh, I think I lost Pat, but that's okay. I'll just go ahead and wrap this up again. Go to uh, Um You can also go to... Uh Hang on, he's coming back. In. All right. I was just... I hey, just screw it up? Yeah, I was just wrapping up the show. So I was just saying, you know, go to our email. Nope. Yeah. We're still going right now? Yeah, we're still going.
2: All right, cool. Hopefully I didn't screw everything
1: up. No, but screw that, was, that was, that uh, was well, thanks to Mark again for joining the show. I mean, gosh, I don't know what direction we could have really taken during the interview because mm-hmm. there was so many different areas we could have gone there. Um, what, how did you feel that went? What do you think oh, well, it, you, would, you would want? my cover
0: um you know uh i would like a, a little more proof obviously but uh you know it's something to think about um i like how we said trust your instinct trust your gut on that so right um and like you know um maybe have rachel on and talk to her uh, if she wants to and uh maybe have mark back in the future to see what's going on yeah maybe
1: after the release of the film maybe we can have her on and have more information what she wants to tell us because obviously if we had her i'm sure the a lot of the a lot of people would get some answers
2: and a lot of information from the film so maybe after its
1: released, we can uh see if she'd be interested to come on with mark i thought it was nice he was able to come on i mean one thing i want to actually wanted to talk to him and i almost was going to ask him and then i decided i'd ask him maybe off the air but now i'm going to go ahead and talk about it with you <laughs> so mm-hmm. it's kind of funny is i told you i've been sending you some emails i've been getting and i'm not going to go into them you know uh, but i think there's a lot of people in the realm of aliens ets that not only want to share their story with us but i think they they're almost asking for help
0: yeah it's 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 weird man I don't know whether to take those seriously or not. Well, you know, you read it though.
1: Some of them I've, I haven't sent you everything. I, I've only sent you the one because I found it so captivating, just from what he said. Um, that he tied in kind of theology with.
0: No, you ETs. sent me. You, you sent me two though. You sent me the oh, one with I, the girl. Well,
1: okay, yeah. So, I mean, to me, it's almost
2: what I want to ask Mark is: Would it? Who does he know that could? who could kind of host a
1: one of, one of these groups. He talked about the group that he met Rachel. Um and it sounded like uh it was uh steps to, back to the steps to knowledge. Uh I guess teaching and and that's where they they heard I think first heard Rachel's story when people kind of tell their story. Uh, but if there's a way where I just don't want to have someone come here to tell a story, which would be captivating and great, but then what would we do to help them if they are really in some trouble or struggle, or even if it is, because one of those emails, they weren't sure. They said they weren't sure what's going on.
0: Yeah, well. All we
1: know is it could be mental illness.
2: Yeah.
0: Right, so say, we'd yeah.
1: want to have the right people here to say, okay, look, maybe let's talk to you first off the air and point you to a place you need to go before coming on here and making things worse.
0: Yeah, I was going to say, I don't think we're uh, skilled enough to have maybe even have these people on. Yeah, I'm just saying, like you said, you don't know what's going on. Um, say, hey, I'm, I'm sorry, you know, and yeah, give them a resource maybe to go to because we're not in any way professionals um, when it comes to any of that.
2: Yeah. That would be
1: terrible. I wouldn't want to help someone uh, lead them to complete self destruction. But, but with you know, but Mark's right. You know, you see the trailer, you know, and I didn't know what to expect. And I see, I see this young lady. If you know, she's very well kept. She she looks pretty together. She's you know basically kind of it's an overview of what she's going to discuss in the in the documentary. And I would imagine. Anybody who's been dealing with it at such a young age should would be completely disconnected with reality at this point, right? I mean, because their reality is the extraterrestrials and that that life, and having to deal with the world around them that doesn't believe anything. I mean, you even heard Mark that there's people close to her who are, pro- are helping her deal with, you know, deal with the fact that saying this is complete probably telling her this is nonsense, this isn't real. And, I mean, she's dealt with that, I know, dealing with that life, you know. The fact that she's even able to maintain herself in a two-minute clip is baffling to me.
2: Yeah, definitely.
1: You know, of course, uh, yeah, so I guess we'll find out uh, from the documentary what that's really all about. I mean, I've read a little bit. You know, and even here on the website, it says here, that, I mean, the quick synopsis is Rachel's experienced extraterrestrial alien abduction since the age of three. She's been repeatedly taken by Zeta, which are the greys, and reptilian aliens for the purpose of using her to create alien-human hybrids. So, I mean, with the point, the other part of it is, Mark, you know, even said, like, once they do infiltrate and do take control, we don't know what's going to
2: happen at that point. Right? Right. So I don't know. But well anyway, man, so yeah. Um I guess going back to
1: anybody we're asking for people to give us audio clips of reviews. Send it to the send it to the email squirt to stab at gmail dot com. Um feel free to to say whatever you want. We're we're this isn't regulated radio where we're we're not governed by anything. We're a podcast, so you can kinda say whatever you want, but you know, Try to keep it nice. Maybe more honey rubs and a little less
0: hot honey rubs.
1: All oh, hot honey rubs. And maybe maybe a little, you know, something that's not completely mean. I mean, I don't care. I can take it.
0: Yeah, I, really, I at this point it. in my life, I I dude, I've been married almost 20 years. I can take anything.
1: Yeah, you know, yeah, it's like, you know, be as mean. Actually, you know, I challenge people to be as see who can be the absolute meanest. <laughs> i don't know why i said that i'm gonna regret saying yeah it. Be, i know right? you could be the meanest
0: <laughs> be careful what you wish for
1: yeah <laughs> i wonder if uncle johnny listens to this show mm,
0: i don't think so i haven't seen him in years
1: oh uh, that's too bad were you there with us for uh vegas or no steve was
0: yeah i wasn't there with you guys for that
1: we both witnessed the great spell of depression, and then it all ended in a miraculous redemption and happy ending. Did you ever hear about that story? Yeah,
0: I did hear about that. <laughs> Basically, over the course of
1: the whole time we were in Vegas, Uncle Johnny lost all his money. And as we were about ready to leave, he he just got on a hot tear at the craps table, man, and won all his money back and more. And he ended up buying us, like, lunch and stuff. It was great. Because, you know, everyone loves Uncle Johnny. He's he, a guy you root for.
0: Yeah, I don't know if Steve talks to any of those guys anymore.
1: Really? Sloppy and Sean?
0: Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't know if he does or not. Well, I say it's Sean, wait. Sean, Sean sloppy is Sloppy. Sloppy is yeah, Sean. Yeah, that's, that's what I was thinking. His brother, was, his brother's DJ.
1: That's right. Yeah, what? man, I haven't
2: talked to them in years either. Probably about... 16, 17 years. Yeah. Well, uh, hopefully
1: everything's going well
0: there. Yeah. well, Hopefully everything's going okay with everybody listening and everyone in the world. Yes. yes. Yeah, the world needs some love. The world said, needs some love the world needs a hug.
1: You know, it made it, made it sound, sound like, Mark, our guest made it sound like that the, about like some of these hippies had kind of like that peace and love, almost like that, like some some like... Uh, you
0: mean the aliens or the hippies?
1: Well, that sound like hippies, but... Well, like talking, the
0: aliens are hippies?
1: I don't know who's talking about that or talk, talking about how we needed to show more love here. Oh,
0: yeah, dude, definitely. I think we do.
1: I'm interested to hear more. I'm going to have to dive into this Allies of Humanity a little bit more. So that was another website, alliesofhumanity.org.
0: Yeah, I have it, I have it written down. I'm going to put yeah. that in the links also. Marshall Van Summers.
1: Because Marshall Van Summers is on uh, group in a long interview. Yeah, I watched some of that. As well, so. I watched
0: as much as I could before I, I had to go to bed last night.
2: Yeah. Yeah, it's one of those things you got to kind of schedule time to say, okay, I'm going to dive into this. It's not just a 10, 15-minute thing. So, All
1: right, man. So are we going to do another show before, have a holiday show, like a holiday kickoff show here in a few days?
0: Yeah, let's do either Monday or Tuesday, or even Wednesday. It doesn't matter. I'm free every day. Cool.
1: Yeah, Wednesday's typically the biggest bar night of the, of the, of the year. All the bars I are shut I, down, dude. Yeah, we have curfews in Ohio now, so you can't be out past 10 to be at a bar anywhere. So if what, you go to does, the store or work, that's it.
0: Does the COVID just um, come out after 10 o'clock? Is that what it is?
1: No, I just think they're trying to control it a little bit. I think that's just common sense, Tony. It's not because COVID comes out after 10 o'clock, dingbat. No,
0: well, no, that's just, <laughs> it's just, it's just it's just dumb. Well, I mean, I should what, have
1: bar- you a thing that. I,
0: what, bars can be open until 10 o'clock and then the COVID comes out? It's just, <sighs> think about it, dude. It's just, I get what they're trying to do, but it's like, well. Well, they stop serving
1: beer after the seventh inning at baseball games. Why?
0: Because they don't want people going home, driving home drunk.
1: All right, but, but people get drunk anyway. But it does probably put a little bit of a, it probably does snip some things in the
0: butt. I, I that's mean, it's can, better that's than comparing, that you can't, you that's can't comparing, completely. That's comparing two different things.
1: I don't know. They're kind of right on the same No, they're, same no thing.
0: they're not on the same thing. No, it is. It's just you, you just can't understand it. That's all. No, I completely understand it. You're saying that someone's imbibing alcohol and they, they want you to stop early because they don't want you to drive home drunk rather than saying a virus can only get you after 10 o'clock at night. The I'm, saying, isn't the I'm saying if it's da- so dangerous, why aren't the bars closed all day?
1: Well, I mean, you're, you're going to be putting everybody out of business at that point.
0: Oh. So it, it's, funny how, problem, it's funny how there's this conundrum about what's, uh, more, what's more important than, huh?
1: No, I just think there's got to be a balance. I think people are trying to figure out a good balance, man. I don't think there's a win on any of this stuff. I think people are trying to figure out how to deal with it. I mean, we're not talking about people who are being responsible. I think a lot of times they're trying to make it so people who are responsible don't have to uh, face the, the consequence of other people who do not take it serious and are given an opportunity to make things worse. That's all. I think that's why they're doing it. I don't think anyone's doing it to be against anybody. I'm I'm not saying
0: that, I'm just saying it's it's funny that they have, like, a certain time where everything closes down.
1: That's true, because why not 9.30 instead of 10?
0: No, that's just what I'm saying. That's the question I was asking.
1: Oh, I mean, yeah, but I had to call you a dingbat because I thought it was funny. Oh. When realistically, you're right. I mean, yeah, I mean, what do we do? But this would be just like me dealing with the person who is having issues with alien abductions or possession. What am I going to do? I don't know. I just want to sit on the side corner and just comment on everything. So if someone walks by, but no matter what they say, I can just make fun of them. But it's like maybe they said something very important, and I need to listen. Or maybe I just, you know, that's my that's my purpose, man. I'm a jester. I'm a, a jester. jester. You just gotta. That's how you accept. If you if you want the laugh, if you want that, I can be a I can be the connection. Like I'm the power cord. Like, the, what Mark just talked about and with everything, I don't know any of that. But I just, I was, I was the one who was able to facilitate and get the information out there. There's no way I could talk about it,
2: you know? I'm just a jester. All I do is, is, is help people see things and, you know, hopefully have a good time.
0: Okay. Now you're making <laughs> me
2: feel bad for calling you a dingbat.
0: It's okay, dude. I'm, my wife is the dragon lady. I've been called much worse.
2: Because <laughs> I don't know anything. I say that only because I'm I'm because I know everything and I just don't want to admit it. Oh yeah. yeah.
0: All right. Well, I before I, I
1: say more dumb things and be on, I bring
0: it. Well, thank you for listening, everybody. squirt to stab at gmail dot com, dot com, and I'll put links uh, for the show in the notes as soon as I get everything out. Audio clips. Yeah, send us audio clips. Just Nudes. audio clips. I don't want any videos of anything because that's asking videos. for Maybe sure. like, Pat does. Pat wants no. pics. No,
1: do <laughs> no, you want to send it to tony at squirtastab to at this isn't a real com. Yeah, I was going to say that doesn't even <laughs>
0: exist. But audio clips to, to com or at gmail.com. Wait, what? squirtastab at gmail.com. <laughs> all right dude i think this has been going long enough all right man all right right, everybody later. later all
2: right bye